Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for April 20th, 2021. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, The Big Topic of Women's MMA. Uh, Schwann Humes and I will be doing another one on um, Thursday. Okay, let's start with the WWE. Last night, uh, posted a video up on my blog today, Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. And I guess the thing about this is it really uh, wasn't much of a match. They really didn't give it enough time, okay? Uh, so this all started last week when Charlotte uh, came out and attacked Asuka and Rhea Ripley. So they set this match up. And like I said, I'm watching the clock, and they're clearly not going to give this match enough time to be really good. And and the, the I guess what I, the way I could state it is... It was more angle than match. So what you had is you had uh, the entrances took like three minutes. Then you had a commercial break. And I, I say this, I don't like them doing commercial breaks during main events of the show. Just don't think they should do that. Okay, so they had a commercial break. And then, of course, you had to have time for the post-match stuff. So there wasn't much to the match. Okay, but the one thing I can tell you is you could clearly see that um, uh, Charlotte was having, you know, timing problems, probably because of ring rust, okay? So uh, what they're likely leading to is a three-way match with Rhea Ripley, Asuka, and Charlotte at Backlash, and then that leads to Charlotte winning Money in the Bank in June. So the, the, the problem that they have is they have like four weeks to kill before Backlash. So this is why they're doing a match like this, which is more angle than match. And they have three more weeks to fill, too. Remember that. So uh, the match itself was, eh, okay. It was nothing special. Like I said, Charlotte seemed to have timing problems. The key uh, thing to the match is uh, Charlotte applies the figure eight on Asuka, and she, she moves to where Rhea is. I mean, clearly she moves. I mean, you can see it. And Rhea interferes, and that leads to Asuka winning with a crucifix pin. And then afterwards, Charlotte beats up the referee. And that leads to a storyline fine in suspension. I hate it when they do that. So it's, it's an indefinite suspension. So I'm seeing a lot today. Is that, oh, they're doing this to write Charlotte off TV. And I said, I said to the guy, says, you know, of course, that indefinite means it could end next week, right? You know, so that's what I expect will happen. You know, uh, uh, they're going to announce a match for Backlash, and uh, Rhea and Asuka will beg UF, uh, WWE official Adam Pierce to end Charlotte's suspension because they want a piece of her in this match. And so that's what I think will happen, okay? So, like I said, they've got a lot of time to kill for this, for this t until Backlash. So they're going to be doing uh, nonsense like this until then, Okay. And that comes with the territory, right? Okay. Now, a couple other things I want to mention just quickly, and that's that tonight, uh, the wrestler known in Japan as Sari, she's now being called in WWE, Sare, Warrior of the Sun. Anyway, she'll be making her uh, NXT debut tonight, 8 p.m., going to be on USA Network and also... Um, uh, Sportsnet 360 in Canada, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing this. 
You know, like I said before, Sari is much younger than either Asuka or Io. You know, Asuka is 39, Io is 30, Sari is 25, and yet she's a 10-year veteran, ring veteran. So she's got that girl-next-door look, you know, she's very cute. Uh, Dakota Kai uh, mentioned that she uh, worked, uh, went to Japan several years ago when Sari was 16 years old, okay? And she laughed because... She still looks 16 years old. <laughs> so that's probably true. That's probably true. But anyways, we'll have the video up for that uh, tomorrow. Okay. Now, uh, tomorrow night on AEW Dynamite, Hikaru Shida will defend her uh, AEW uh, Women's Championship against uh, Tay Conti. Of course, Tay Conti is the Brazilian who used to be in NXT and she had some personal issues with them, and that's why she got released, actually. Um, you know, she's an attractive girl. She has some ability. She's still pretty green. The, the thing I don't like about this match is one thing and one thing only, and that's that they're both baby faces, okay? I'm not a fan of it. So there's no heat, unless somebody turns heel. You know, so I, I really don't know what's going to happen. That's going to be tomorrow night. It airs on TNT in the U.S. and um, in Canada on TSN. Okay, and I'll have that for you, the batch for that, I hope, on Thursday if it gets posted. Okay, let's go to uh, uh, Women's MMA. Start with Bellator, last Friday's Bellator show. There were two women's matches on the show. The first one was at Flyweight with uh, Vita Ortega. Uh, beating uh, Denise Yanez by unanimous decision. And I thought it was pretty much the way it went. I guess these two had, had, had been previously scheduled to meet, and um, it was canceled for some reason. And so uh, they did it now. Denise is a newcomer to Bellator. Hadn't really seen her before. She was giving up a big a lot of size to, to Vita. And Vita's just not that great a fighter. She... Um, uh, has lost to both Juliana Velasquez and uh, Elena Mae McFarlane. Um, but she won pretty easily here. And, and uh, you know, she just, she used her size advantage quite a bit. And so I, I just didn't, it wasn't, I wasn't crazy about the fight one way or another. Um, the other fight on this show had Julia Budd beating uh, Diana Silva by um, um, majority decision which is kind of interesting. Now, I'll tell you how I scored the fight. I scored it as a draw, okay? Um, round one, to me, was 9-9. Nine, nine. I know judges don't score 9-9 nine, nine rounds, but neither of them really did much of anything. And, and I was particularly disappointed with Julia in this fight. Here's somebody going around saying, oh, I want to have a, have a rematch with Cyborg and blah, 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 blah. And yet she comes out and she basically was awful. Like, she just performed very, very poorly, okay? The second round really wasn't a whole lot better, except that uh, Julia did get a takedown in the latter part of the round, and so I scored that round 10-9. So in round three, Diana actually kind of woke up, and she won the round. So uh, in the end, the fight really, for me, was a draw, Okay. The, the uh, difference was, I guess, is that the judges scored it slightly differently. They don't usually score tie rounds, so that's the whole thing. So uh, it, the, one of the judges scored it a draw, and the other two scored it for, uh, for Julia. But 
she did like I was sure as hell wouldn't give her a title shot based on that. She was awful. Like she just she should be a lot better than that, especially somebody who really isn't very good. You know, and, and, and then you have to ask yourself the question, why did Diana Silva only pick it up in the third round? Anyways, we'll talk more about this on Thursday with Schwan. Okay, there is no Bellator that show this week, okay? So let's uh, go to the UFC. Uh, we had two women's matches on last Saturday's last Saturday show. Supposed to be three, but one of them was canceled because uh, uh, Zara Fair uh, missed weight. And so that fight was canceled. So we had two fights there, one at flyweight. Um, we had uh, uh, Tracy Cortez beating... Um, Now I can't remember her name. <laughs> anyway, she won by split decision. Doesn't matter. The one by split decision. Um, oh, uh, Justine Kish. That's who it was. It would be Justine Kish by split decision. Um, the reason that uh, was a split decision is because uh, I thought... Um, I thought that... Um, um, Tracy uh, won the first round. Uh, I thought Justine won the second round. And I thought Tracy won the third round. Uh, the way the judges scored it is two of the judges scored it for round one for Tracy. And round two, they scored for Justine. Round three, they scored for, um, for Tracy. So the only reason it was a split decision is because one of the judges scored round one for Justine. I don't think anyone else thought that she won that round. So really, it should have been a unanimous decision, 29-28 or whatever. And, uh, um, but I do give Justine credit for not giving up, okay? So is she a good enough fighter? Eh, probably not. Tracy missed weight for this, and she said, well, they, she thought she was going to get an opportunity to drop the half a pound, you know, to make weight, but they didn't give her that. So instead, she gave up 20% of her purse. Um, you know, you need to make weight, right? That's all I got, really got to say about it. Okay. Uh, the other fight on this show also, believe it or not, ended in split decision. Okay? You had Jessica Penne beat Lupi Godinez by split decision. Uh, this is at straw weight. We hadn't seen Jessica in like uh, since 2017. She had issues with um, um, uh, USADA, and so we hadn't seen her for a while. Uh, Lupi is uh, from Mexico. She's the current LFA uh, strawweight champion. Uh, she was filling in for Hannah Goldie, who uh, tested positive for uh, COVID-19. Uh, Lupi was born in Mexico, but she lives in Vancouver. She trains at Titan MMA in Coquitlam, BC with Ken Tran. I uh, watched her most recent fight on uh, UFC Fight Pass in LFA. And um, to me, she looks like a pretty good striker, but you don't know how that's going to convert to the UFC in a lot of cases. And what happened here is that the thing is she... She did. She made mistakes. I mean, the main thing she should not have done was get into clinches with Jessica because that's her strength is the clinch and then taking it down to the mat. And so uh, for me, uh, I scored uh, uh, round one uh, for uh, Loopy. I thought she was slightly better, but in actual fact, two of the judges scored it for Jessica. 
round two, I thought was squirt was uh, was Jessica, and round three, I thought Loopy came back and um, won round three. So I actually thought Loopy won the fight, but not decisively or anything like that. I mean, I, it went the other way, so who cares? She should not have allowed herself to get into clinches with um, with Jessica Penny. It's as simple as that. Okay, and that that was a mistake, you know. So hopefully she'll. Uh, correct some mistakes and be better the next time around. Okay. Now, this Saturday, we have a huge show. Okay. UFC 261, and it's going to be their first show not in Las Vegas. It's going to be in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. So, what we have is we have a three title matches, and two of them are women's matches. One of them is uh, Zhang Veili defending her uh, UFC strawweight championship against Rose Namahunas. And the second fight is um, Valentina Shevchenko defending her uh, UFC uh, flyweight championship against Jessica Andrade. Okay, so, of course, we all know about the comments that Je- that, that um, uh, Rose made last week about the better red than dead and all that stuff. Anyways, the point is, it just seemed kind of desperate to me for her to say stuff like that, okay? And the thing is, Zhang Weili, <laughs> I don't think she cares about that stuff. She doesn't understand English anyway. So I'm sure there will be some commentary about that sort of thing. But the main thing about Zhang is she uh, is a very aggressive fighter. And I just think she's a better fighter in general than Rose. Rose makes mistakes like anybody else. If she can get Zhang Veili on the ground, she might be able to do something with her. I don't know. But I don't know if she can get her to the ground. You know, Zhang's very quick. I think she's quicker than Rose. And I think that's going to make a huge difference as well. Now, one of the things that I noticed when I was watching UFC Embedded is that Rose's trainer, uh, uh, Trevor Whitman, is also coaching... Uh, Kamara Usman in the other, uh, in the uh, champ, other one of the other championship matches, and they asked him if he thought he was spreading himself too thin. Of course, he's going to say he doesn't think so, but I'm not so sure. One of the things he mentioned is he's had up to seven fighters on one show where he's where he's coaching all the fighters, but with two championship matches, I would think you wouldn't want to do two at once. Okay, but I'm not going to get into that. Little, until Thursday, I'm going to talk to Schwan about it and see how he what he thinks because he's a big fan of Trevor Whitman, which I don't have a problem with that. But I just wonder if the guy is spreading himself too thin. Okay, so what's my prediction for this match? My prediction is uh, Zhang Veili probably wins with a first round knockout. Okay, she punches very hard. Now, one other thing I wanted to mention in regards to this, and that's that. Joanna Radzicek announced today that she is returning and she wants to meet who, face whoever wins this match. Uh, I don't have a big problem with that, but, uh, you know, like I said, it was for me, it was 50-50 that she was going to retire, okay? She's been doing TV in Poland. She, you know, she wrote a book. She's been doing endorsements. You know, you get the idea. And she's decided to come back. You know, I don't see her winning the title back. I don't have a problem with her getting a title shot, though. I think they were waiting for her to decide what she wanted to do. Uh, like I said, it was 50-50, but now she says she's coming back. Okay. The other um, 
title match on this show. Of course, is Valentina Shevchenko defending against Jessica Andrade. And um, Valentina, I expect to be the big favorite. Uh, I, I think she could have problems with Jessica because Jessica uh, is a very aggressive fighter. If you've ever watched her, she goes forward goes forward she goes forward she also has ground skills she's used the guillotine as a finisher numerous times in her career and i think she has a great coach as well gaylord piranha down at pvrt and uh, piranha he usually has a pretty strong game plan for jessica whether she executed or not executes it or not is another story now the main thing that Valentina has going for her is the fact that she's much taller than than Jessica, and so obviously she has a great reach advantage. So, so she can, you know, reach her at a distance with a head kick or something like that. She could win in one shot, right? But I don't know if she can do that. And and Jessica's a little bit different fighter than some of the other uh, uh, fighters in the the flyweight division. She's got power. You know, Caitlin Chukagian, you may like her, but she doesn't have any power, okay? Same thing with Jessica I. They don't have power, okay? Jessica has power, and she goes forward, goes forward, goes forward. She's, she's not just a striker. She does other things. And so I think that makes a, a, a big difference in this fight. Um, Jessica could win this fight. I could see it. But it should be a lot of fun to watch anyway. All right. Now, the UFC also announced that coming up in July, uh, Amanda Nunez will defend the uh, Bantamweight Championship against Juliana Pina, which uh, I guess that shows you the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Anyway, uh, I don't expect Juliana to beat Amanda. She um, uh, makes too many mistakes. If she gets her down on the ground, there is a possibility that she could submit her, but she could also make mistakes like she did when she fought Valentina Shevchenko and end up getting submitted herself. So uh, I don't think her striking is as good as, um, as Amanda's, and uh, I would look for Amanda possibly to get a quick finish. Now, the main thing Amanda's problem, the main problem that Amanda has is her endurance. So if Juliana can get it into the late rounds, there's a possibility that she could win. I just don't know if she can get it there. Right? Anyways, that's about it for today. Like I said, don't forget to check out my blog, frankp316.blogspot.com. Oh, shit, there's one other fight on, one other women's fight on this show. I almost forgot. Okay, there's another women's fight on this show down in the prelims. It is Ariane Carnalosi. Uh, versus Na Liang, and this is at Strawweight. I almost forgot about this. Jeez, I was looking up their stuff earlier. Uh, Ariane Carnalosi is from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Uh, she's had one match in the UFC where she lost to Angela Hill, uh, doctor stoppage due to a cut. Uh, that was in 2019. Why we haven't seen her since then? She's had visa problems. So she finally got those taken care of, and now here she is. Uh, Na Liang, as you can tell by the name, she's from China. She's a newcomer to the UFC. I'm pretty sure you haven't heard of her before. Uh, she is uh, 15 and 4 in her career. Um, she's fought mostly in China. Um, the way she got to the UFC is she um, went to the UFC Performance Institute in Shanghai 
And after, uh, I guess she went through a tryout there or a workout or something like that. And then they signed her in January. So uh, I think she's training in with Zheng Weili's people. Okay, at least that's my impression anyway. Anyway, uh, like I said, she's pretty much a newcomer. Uh, Ariane Karnalosi is also a newcomer, but I have a feeling they're doing this as a showcase for Liang. Okay, so I would expect her to win. I didn't watch her fight because all of her fights that are um, online, there's like two or three of them, they're all pretty old, going back to like 2016. And I just don't think I can learn anything from fights that are that old. I'm sure she's changed a lot. She's like 24 now. Back then, she was like 19. So uh, that makes it. She did have one fight in Bellator where she lost to Juliana Velasquez. That was at flyweight, right? So she's not fighting at flyweight. Maybe she's supposed to be a strawweight, right? We'll see what it's like. Anyways, almost forgot that. Um... Again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and also my other podcast, Frank po- uh, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Uh, we'll be doing another one on Thursday. If you have any comments or questions for either my blog or my podcast, you can leave them in Anchor's voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you could do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.